Heavenly Father, before we even start to pray, you already know our hearts and thoughts even before we even can form them. Father, you are a, a personal God. You are not a distant God. That Father, you are a God who is with us. You are a God who is for us. Father, I pray for the person in here right now who is maybe struggling. Uh, maybe, maybe right now they feel that you are far away. Maybe they feel like you are not listening. Maybe they even feel and are tempted to believe that you, are not even, you don't even exist. Father, today I pray you'd encourage our hearts and our minds today as Mr. Binger uh, talks to us today and encourages us in the God of who you are. Uh, it's in your son's name we pray this. Amen. Folks, let's yeah. give it up for Mr. Binger. Here we go. All right, so as Mr. Berger already announced, right, this is, you know, like National Star Wars Day Eve. Very exciting tomorrow to celebrate. May the 4th be with you. Uh, thinking about Star Wars, right, I mean, 45 years ago, like a movie came out that kind of changed the world, and that's, and that's an exciting thing to think about, how it's impacted culture, and I don't, I don't know if you are, like, into that stuff at all, but just purely economics, Disney bought Star Wars from George Lucas for $4.2 billion. It's just a story, man. Like, it's a, it's a story they bought for $4.2 billion. Quite a cultural impact. Uh, now, like, when I talk about Star Wars, let me be clear. Like, I'm talking about, like, the canonical real stories, episodes one through six. Not like the weird abominations of fan fiction films that Disney calls episodes seven, eight, and nine. I don't know what that stuff is. It's trash. Like, I'm not talking about that today, okay? Can I get an amen, all right? Preach, preacher. Uh, all right, so if you're unfamiliar with Star Wars, I'll just give you a, a, a brief survey of the universe, right? The underlying theme in the Star Wars universe is that there's this, this force, this entity that connects all living things and flows through all living things, and it is called the force, right? It's, it's impersonal, okay? It's not like this mind power. It's not this spiritual God entity. It's just this force, right? And it's called the force, right? And it can be used for good. It can be used for evil, right? Like the light and the dark side of the force, the Jedi and the Sith, okay? But at the end of the day, you know, these scholars will, will study, you know, in the, in the world of Star Wars, right? Jedi or Sith will delve deep to try to know the will or the mind of the force, and it seems to be unknowable. It just seems to be this impersonal power at the heart of the universe, okay? And, right, I mean, if if you get into any of it and look up George Lucas and like his worldview, like like he comes from a background of these Eastern religions and mysticism, and it's 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 fitting for what he sees the world as, right? For the kind of universe he sees himself in, he replicates that in Star Wars. But like, I just want to sort of contrast that with what we see in the Bible about what's at the heart of the universe, right? So. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take us on a, on, on a quick trip through Scripture, and we're gonna we're just gonna read a few uh, passages from the Bible. Jeremiah 31:3, the Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, "I have loved you with an everlasting love; I have drawn you with unfailing kindness." Far from impersonal, right? Far from apathetic towards you. God is completely different from this idea of the force, right? Just this power that flows through things. John 3.16, right? probably everyone's heard of this a few times. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Right? What, what motivates 
the power of the universe is, is not power, but it's, it's love, right? God sending his son here. Galatians 4, 7, you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. So like, you know, Jesus comes to earth and this changes everything, right? It's, it's, it's so personal. We see over and over and over in scripture, it's a personal connection. God wanting a personal relationship with us. Jesus coming here to be one of us, to show us that, hey, I love you so much, I'm going to come here. I'm, I'm going to be one of you. I'm going to bear the things that you bear. I'm going to experience what you experience. And because that happens, right, we can be inducted into God's family. This one is, I, I, I love this verse. Like It's one of my top five favorite things. And when I'm discouraged or whatever, like I need to remind myself of this one. Deuteronomy 129 through 31. God, your God is leading the way. He's fighting for you. You saw with your own eyes what he did for you in Egypt. You saw what he did in the wilderness, how God, your God, carried you as a father carries his child, carried you the whole way until you arrived here. Like, that, that is not a distant, apathetic God. That's not a God who's like, good luck, bro. I hope it works out for you. Right? You just get this picture of, you know, God just saying, well, seems you're at the end of your rope. You can't get there on your own. I'll get you there then. I'll hoist you up and I'll carry you, okay? Last one today, Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. No matter where you are, what situation, whether you're in church or you're in the farthest place from it, we learn that God is with us, right? God cares for us. And, and, and I think it's just really easy to have a view of God as this distant, powerful something or other that we know he wrote things down, and we know Jesus is connected somehow, but, but he feels like the force. He feels pretty unknowable. He feels like he's not someone or something that really cares about me. But that's just a lie, right? If we, if we pay attention to what God says in his word, couldn't be further from the truth. God is not tepid towards you. He is not lukewarm towards you. He doesn't feel so, so about you. He sent his son to earth to die for you. Before you even said, like, I appreciate that, thank you. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us with no promise that we'd ever care about it or say thank you or want to join God's family. And he He's just reaching out, right? He's reaching out and saying, I've, I've come as far as I can, as far as I'm going to, without intruding on your will. Will you, will you look back towards me? Will you reach out your hand and say, hey, I want that relationship too. So I hope that's an encouraging thought for you guys. I hope, I hope that's something you can take with you. And in the times when you don't feel like it's true, I hope you can understand that. No matter how you feel, God, God feels a powerful love towards you. All right. Thanks, y'all. Uh, I'm not leaving. I'm going to pray, actually. I'm going to pray. I'm not walking off. Okay. Let's pray. Let's do that. That would be a really spiritual way to end this. All right. Father, thank you for your enduring love for us. Thank you for what we see in the story of, of history, in the story of Scripture, that you sent your son here on this earth to die for us, to show us how much you love us, 
how much you care, and that you're not, you're not going to abandon us, but that you're going to be with us through all the things that we experience in life. And for those in this room who don't feel connected, have, have never really sensed your presence or your heart for them, uh, Father, I would just pray that the Holy Spirit is just moving and active in their life, and that they, for maybe the first time, uh, just encounter uh, your, your love for them. And Father, as we get up and go from this day, may we, may we carry that love uh, and, and help share it with others in our interactions and our conversations. And your sons, we pray all this. Amen.